This is episode 232 of the Beyond the Food Show. And today we're going to talk all about stress eating in time of uncertainty. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Going to Beyond the Food Show. I'm Stephanie Dozier, clinical nutritionist and emotional eating expert, creator of the Going to Beyond the Food method and founder of the Going to Beyond the Food Academy. Corporate executive turned health expert with my own journey with weight, body image, and food. It's now my mission to help smart, successful women like you live confidently right now and unconditionally. Ready, sister? Let's do this. Hello, sisters. Your host here, Stephanie. So I have a big question for you. How are you doing? And I'm pausing here on purpose. This podcast is recorded on March 17, 2020. And this is the episode that is going to be my tool for you in what we are facing internationally in the world right now, which is the COVID-19 or the coronavirus pandemic that we are all, I think all of us here are experiencing some side effect of this. So with that in mind, I'm going to ask the question again, how are you doing, sister? Take a deep breath. I can't see you. I'm not with you. The podcast is kind of a unilateral mean of communication for me. So I can just ask the question. I would love to hear from you on social media. At least we can like write to each other. But I'm hoping that everyone is good. And for those asking, I'm doing good too. I'm currently in Canada, particularly the province of Quebec. And we have a premier uh, that is a very good leader. So we've taken very early um, in the game measure I've decided to impose myself isolation as much as I can. I have um, a bunch of elders, family member, um, aunts and uncles, and my parents that are 70 plus years old. So I'm kind of the go-to person for around 15 people in my close circle. So um, I've been taking care of them, getting them everything they needed. I've canceled all my appointment and I'm taking my own responsibility and controlling what I can, which is my own isolation. But anxiety is here. And I think many of us are facing some level of anxiety or stress. Um, I know for me, it shows up perhaps in a different perspective than some of you. I have a different background that led me to be here and led me to be able to face these situations with a different perspective. I've had uh, many years in crisis management in my past um, career. For a lot of you know, I was in the corporate world for 15 years. And one of my uh, job, one of my posting was operation managers for an entire fleet of 119 um, businesses. And I had to face uh, one big crisis that we had in Quebec back about, I think, 10 years ago, uh, was a high storm. So I was in charge of uh, the safety of 
think 5,000 people in the province. So I've had a lot of training. I know what's in front of us. So it gives me a different perspective. And perspective is how we live through stress and anxiety, right? What is our brain has as a point of reference. And based on that point of reference that we have in our history, in our past, we have a certain level of safety or insecurity that creates different thoughts and, and different emotions. And we'll get into that. Um, but all that to say that for me, um, I'm anxious and I have stress, but it's from a different perspective. So my first concern when uh, the virus hit where I am was to first care for my own safety and my loved one around me, the one that I'm responsible for, which I did. And then I moved on to my community, right? We have two main community that are going to be on the Food Academy and the Intuitive Eating Project. So we had a specific coaching call with our student over the weekend. And we uh, will continue to have more touch point in those program with our student to help them move through this situation and the side effect of it. Um in a supported perspective with us. Now, what I wanted to do today was to record a free resource for all of you out there that are not um, someone that can work with me. They're at a group or one-on-one level uh, so we can have that point of reference. Now, I wanted to also make this episode a point of reference for any moment of uncertainty. So although I'm going to relate to the COVID-19 or the coronavirus, know that you can refer to this episode in any context of your life where uncertainty, crisis, or panic comes in, and that you are experiencing a side effect in your eating habits. And we'll get into why that is, but that is the point of reference episode. So know that if you're listening to that two years from now, it applies in the same way that it is the COVID-19 or anything else. So, I call this episode the stress eating episode um, because I ask you guys. So I went into Instagram and I asked the followers that we have on Instagram what they're experiencing. So you'll hear me refer to actual comment that some of you sent me or question you sent me uh, throughout this episode. And when I ask how you were describing the eating side effect that you're seeing in your life, 52% of you described it as stress eating and 48% as emotional eating. So we're going to stick with stress eating, but know that stress eating is just another word to describe emotional eating. Okay. From that perspective, my goal today is four different um, stages. Number one is to normalize the behavior that you are experiencing right now and you're eating or around food. Two is to explain you why this is happening. Three is to teach you some tools to manage the current state. And also throughout the episode, uh, answer the question that you guys had submitted. So first place to start is normalization or validation. All the feelings that you are experiencing right now are okay. They're normal reaction. There's not a good way of reacting and a bad way of reacting. There's just your way of reacting. That you are finding this situation hard or easy, uh, 
or stressful or calm or peaceful or panicking or accepting, it's all okay. Let's all take a breath right now. You're doing the best that you can with what you have. Literally take a deep breath. All reactions are normal. Just like all emotions are normal, all your reaction to these emotions are normal. There's no right or bad way of reacting, of behaving, none. It's just what it is. That you call it stress eating, normal eating, <laughs> emotional eating, that you're intuitively eating, that you're binging, that you're restricting, it's all normal. I know for me, I've been stress eating and it's okay. And it's expected. Be gentle with yourself. Remind yourself, and let's all remind each other right now, that this is temporary. This is the current reality, whatever the eating behavior that you're having, but it's not the rest of your life. And if you can have this discussion with yourself, that will relieve the pressure. This is what you're doing today to cope with the way that you are feeling. We don't know what's going to happen in the future. And that is part of what's triggering you to have an eating behavior. And it's okay to feel anxious about not knowing. It's okay. It's normal. That is the way you are living this experience. So again, let's all take a deep breath. Now, I want to pause here to say if you are experiencing dangerous eating behavior or any arming behavior, there's two numbers that I've added to the show note, right? The Canadian National Eating Disorder Information Hotline and the U.S. National Eating Disorder Hotline. These are two free resources that you can call at any time that have services and coverage with trained professional to help you with any arming behavior. So as I'm teaching you and, and, and giving you tool today, if those behavior get to the point where they're a threat to your life or to your health, please reach out to those two numbers. So before I get into the second phase of this podcast as to why we are acting this way and the solution, I'm going to give you a tool right now. It's a grounding tool. It's an exercise. It's a breathing exercise, a meditation exercise, whatever you want to call it. It's irrelevant of the label we're giving it, but we're going to do this exercise together. That's going to help you calm the anxiety and the stress. That's going to help you tune in to your innate body wisdom, right? That thing that we all have. That thing that we teach you inside of intuitive eating to go back to, to get your eating cue, your hunger, your fullness, your satisfaction, that body wisdom that also directs your immune system, right? Your ability in the case of COVID-19 to cope with this viral infection, that wisdom control everything that's within us. So let's do a short breathing exercise to reconnect to that. 
So fully recognize that if you're driving a car right now, it, you're not going to be able to do the full exercise, but do it when you get back home. Okay. So let's sit or lay down and take a deep breath as deep, comfortable as you can. Close your eyes. Make sure that your spine is erected or straight, no matter which position you are taking. And that's going to free up your rib cage. That's going to roll back your shoulder. And then breathe, if you can, through your nose. If that's available to you, try to move your breath to be in and out of your nose. What we're going to do together is what I call the Crave Cure Formula. That's a mindfulness exercise that's taught in all of our program. So go to a normal rhythm of breath through your nose. Find that gentle rhythm. With your eyes closed, bring your attention to your chest, to your rib cage, to your heart, and then breathe in and out at a normal breath through your nose focusing your mind to be in your chest. To help you, perhaps you want to visualize a little balloon inside of your chest that with every inhale inflates and with every exhale deflate. And notice the ribcage coming up and expanding and the ribcage retracting. Now move your focus to your belly. And if you have difficulty feeling or being in your belly, that's okay. Stay with your balloon and perhaps put your hands on your belly. And with every inhale, feel your hands rising with your belly and then retracting with your exhale. In and out. Move your attention to your hips. Perhaps put your hands on your bum, on the side of your legs. Using the balloon again, inhale and exhale. And then move your focus to your legs. Perhaps put your hands on your upper thighs, on your knees. Bring in your visual cue. Inhale and exhale. And then we're going to close this. Come back to your chest and perhaps everyone put your hand on your chest. And inhale. And exhale. And then come back to me, open your eyes. This is the Crave Cure formula that you can use at any time where you feel, quote, out of control, you feel your anxiety, your stress rising up. Three, four minutes of breathing, of being inside of you with your innate body wisdom, building that relationship of trust and respect with that body wisdom, with your body. And that will shift your nervous system from being in high gear to a mode of more rest and digest. So from here, 
This is a tool that you can use anytime. Okay, perhaps come back, look at the timing on your podcast app, mark it, and then come back and practice it anytime you want. So here's a question that I got um, that started this whole podcast is why is my heating so off the chart? Let me answer this question of explaining to you why we're reacting with eating behavior in time of uncertainty and time of stress. But first, I need us to zoom out at a higher level so we can then zoom back into the food situation. So let's zoom out and look at this at a very, very high level. The human existence is uh, very simple. Our number one goal as human is to survive. Everything we do is aimed towards our survival. That's what our body wisdom is programmed to do, right? That we think about our body wisdom via our eating cue is to help us eat food so we can survive, right? We as human do not do anything for no good reason. Everything we do is aimed for us to survive, including our eating behavior, including our body weight. Everything you've done in the past was aimed at your survival. It may not be rational, but your body wisdom did that to keep you alive to keep you safe. Your behavior around food or anything else in life was your coping skills. Therefore, they're okay, they're normal. Do not stop them. If that's all you have in your portfolio of coping skill right now is stress eating, attempting to stop that will make you feel even worse because it's not about the food. So use food if that's your coping skill that you have right now, just like I'm doing. Many of you appreciate this podcast or appreciate me because I blend science and emotion together. So here's the sciencey part of why we're stress eating in times of crisis and uncertainty. That body wisdom is actually a part of your brain. That's called the reptilian brain. That's the survival center of every single human brain. And that part of your brain is very simplistic. It scans your environment for threat and danger. And right now, that part of your brain, sisters, is finding a lot of threat and danger based on your experience of life, based on your past, based on your belief, there is a lot of threat, right? So your brain has detected a threat and engaged the alarm system, like beep, beep, 911, right? Danger, danger, danger. Then the brain, that reptilian brain, this is all happening subconsciously, by the way. You're not aware of all of this. It's happening in the back of the scene. The brain, that reptilian brain says, okay, beep, there's a threat, COVID-19, we're going to engage the defense mechanism that we have in our toolbox, right? Based on what you have had in the past for experience, the core beliefs that you hold, the brain will make you react in a certain way. So for example, if for you, 
finances and scarcity around money is a core belief of yours. It's an experience that you had in the past. Your brain will engage you in scanning the news for financial outcome and looking at your 401k nonstop. If you're someone who's really concerned around that, right, passing away and dying, you will scan how many people have have died around you, the danger of your loved one to die, like you will hyper-focus on that. Because that's what you believe about life. Your brain will scan your environment to prove to you that this is dangerous, that this is going to happen, whatever your thing is, and that you should use your coping mechanism to cope. And this is where your behavior around food comes up. Because the brain is like, okay, we are afraid of running out of money. And in the past to deal with that, we've binge, we've ate a lot of chips or chocolate, and that made us feel better. So the brain re-engaged those behavior because they have proven to keep you safe. Point of the story, you're here right now with me listening to the podcast. You're functioning through life because of those coping behavior in the past. Another very common coping behavior in our community is control right? So this is why some of you have sent me my dieting attraction has come back. I want to go back on a diet. Like I caught myself on the Weight Watcher app over the weekend wanting to start restricting and counting calories because that is a coping behavior that you've used in the past. You've dieted, you've attempted to control food, perhaps in a phase of your life that felt out of control, That's how your brain kept you safe. So hear me out again. I'm going to repeat it for probably the third time. If stress eating is your way of coping with the COVID-19 right now, stopping that or trying to restrict it or trying to suppress it is going to make you feel worse because your brain is going to be like, what the hell? I have nothing to cope with this threat now. Can you see this? Let's take a deep breath. Okay. So from that perspective, what can we do? Now, I want to close this chapter of helping you understand why these behavior are coming back. But I also want you to know that I cannot teach you all of this on the podcast, right? Your behavior, I want you to know that they're normal, they're expected. Like if you're then want to say, oh my God, that makes so much sense. I want more. This is when you need to move into the paid program, right? I teach a very specific methodology approach that's called self-coaching to understand your brain and change the way you think. Because that was one of the questions from someone who said, I don't want to say the exact word, but enough to say that the person says, you talk a lot about mindset and how important it is to our eating behavior and how it creates our eating behavior, but you never say how to change it. And with all my heart and my compassion, I want to say to all of you, it's because it's not something we can teach on a podcast. 
Like this is more, it takes more time, more practice, more support, more coaching. And this is what's behind the paid gateway of our paid program. But I want you to, it's normal. I want you to know it's normal that it's happening to you and not trying to fight it, but instead be compassionate to this behavior because it's actually a good behavior. It's a survival behavior that your body, your wisdom is creating to keep you safe. So from there, we're going to move out of there and go back to the question, which is why is my eating so off the chart in this time of uncertainty? Because that's the way your brain kept you safe before by using food. So instead of trying to suppress this coping mechanism, it's about us moving into dealing with the stress and the anxiety and have an emotional relief, which will then make the coping less needed. It's still going to be present, but it won't be off the chart. And that's the solution and the tool I'm going to move in in a few minutes in this podcast. Somebody also sent me the question or the statement, I haven't had any sweet in the past three weeks. And now I'm scared because all I think about is sweet. It's normal, sister. Eat the damn sweet. You trying to restrict it makes your desire A for the sweet even higher And then two, you're creating even more anxiety and stress in your body because you're removing the coping mechanism that your body knows to use in a time of uncertainty. For all of you that have experienced food control issue over the last week, when I surveyed the the group on on Instagram, 60% of my followers had noticed an increased desire to control food, to go back on a diet. Again, control is normal in a time of uncertainty. Your brain wants to have control to allow you to survive. And and it goes back into your past and say, hmm, how did we do gain control before? Well, hello, we dieted. That made us feel, quote, in control. So let's do this again. Other people that have a past of money safety issue perhaps had the desire to do some food ordering. These are the people that show up at the grocery store and bought everything and they now have six months of supply. No judgment. That's how they dealt with the uncertainty by hoarding food because that's what kept them safe in the past. Someone else messaged me and said, I'm cleaning my cabinet. I'm cleaning my closet. What will I do when I'm done cleaning? Well, cleaning is another form of control. When you clean and you organize things, you have a sense and control in your life in an environment that's very unsafe. My answer to you is just keep cleaning. (laughs) Clean the closet three times if you have to. Clean your walls. Keep cleaning. Clean your ceiling, your floor, like keep cleaning if that's what's keeping you safe right now. Body shaming. That's another big area. When I surveyed the group on Instagram, 89% of the women had an increase in body shaming thought. Now, here's the crazy thing about your brain. 
if loading yourself was your coping mechanism in the past, let's just imagine that the crisis in the past was called X, right? X was there making you feel very uncertain and a threat into your life, creating another drama, why body shaming may have been a coping. Because when you focus on shaming yourself or your body, you're not thinking about X. Can you see that? It takes the focus of X and bring it into Y. It's a way for your brain to cope. So be aware of those thoughts and don't judge yourself for having the thought. Because if you judge yourself for having the body shaming thought, you're now creating even more stress and anxiety. Here's another behavior that people have expressed is restricting food. Someone says, I forget to eat. That is a reality, right? If you, this is where it could be an arming behavior. And this is if you are restricting food to the point where you're not nourishing your body and you're losing weight rapidly, this is where you need to call the hotline or reach to your therapist. But that is a reality for many of us. Binging on the other end of the spectrum um, is another reality. Somebody asks how to get through a binge and all that comes with it. And number one, again, if the behavior is threatening to your life, call the number in the show note. But I did a whole podcast on that, podcast 220. I'm going to put the link of the podcast in the show note. But the number one tool for binging is compassion. Be compassionate with yourself. Don't judge the binge, right? Re-listen to the podcast and realize that that's a coping mechanism. I could detail more, but I've use the type of coping behavior that in this community of going beyond the food are the most present. But the trick is for you to be aware of your behavior and then realize that they're coping mechanism and be gentle with yourself and start reacting to those behavior with gentleness and compassion that those is what is keeping you safe right now. Now let's talk about solution. What can you do? I know I'm harping at this in almost all of my podcasts. It's a mindset thing, right? My whole brand is beyond the food. And this is why, right? Trying to control the food is a pointless experience, right? I did that for almost five years in clinic. And then that's why I closed my clinic because that was pointless and I was hurting people more than helping them, right? So it's about yes mindset. Now, caution for all of you, trying to change your mindset in the way you think in a time of crisis may not be the most efficient thing to do because we need to deal with the reaction at hand first before we go underneath and and start dealing with the root issue, right? So the solution I'm going to give you today are not mindset solution. They're like things that we need to consider to help reduce the emotional load that drives the eating behavior. I did an entire podcast on the gift of emotional eating podcast 211. 
So if this whole concept is new to you, you perhaps want to go and listen to this podcast episode 211. But the conclusion of podcast 211 is that we need to reduce the emotional load that our eating behavior, our messages, they're called body messages. They're messages from our body to tell us that we're like way too stressed or way too overwhelmed by the situation. And our body's trying to cope with eating behavior. So the solution is to manage our emotion. So that's the solution I'm going to talk about today in that context. So solution that can help you reduce stress, reduce anxiety, or any other emotion that overwhelms you in the moment. The number one solution is the foundation of intuitive eating, which is to move from from judgment to curiosity right? So stop labeling your eating behavior. And that was one of the questions that was sent to me is, how is it that intuitive eating is the pathway to healing so many aspects of our life? It's because intuitive eating teaches you to stop judging yourself. And it moves you into curiosity, So here's two questions to ask yourself as you are experiencing your eating behavior or your need for control or dieting thoughts. What do I feel and what do I need? Right? Take the time to ask yourself, huh, I wonder what I'm feeling right now as I want to eat more chips. Hmm, I wonder what's going on. Two, Hmm, I wonder what I need because the chip will be a short fix. It's not truly what I need. What you need is into the bucket of self-care. Caring for yourself will help you process your emotion. And that's the link between intuitive eating and healing your life is because it helps you move from judgment to curiosity. So be aware of your eating behavior and be curious instead of judgmental. Ask those two questions. What do I need? What do I feel? What do I need? Solution number two, walk. Go for a walk, 20 minutes increment as many times as you can in a day. Walking, being out in call it fresh air, is the best way, quick way, free way to shift your nervous system from high gear stress to relax. Now, always maintain social distancing, right? Remember when this episode of COVID-19 and the number one tool for us to reduce the spreading of the virus is by social distancing, which you can easily do when you walk. Okay. You don't need to sweat. You don't need to go for an hour. Just a 20 minute walk around the block is proven to reduce anxiety and stress. The next solution is the breath that I taught you at the beginning of the podcast that I want you to practice as many times as you can in a day. So for the person who sent me the question, how to control my anxiety, walking and breath 
will be of a tremendous help for your anxiety because both of these tools will shift your nervous system from wired to relax. You can also pick up meditation, right? So if you're new to meditation and you need help with that, there's plenty of free apps for you to be guided through a meditation. My favorite one is Insight Timer. You can go to the podcast app on Apple Store and get it for free. And I think they have six or seven free meditation there. Second to last solution, number four, connect. Connect with other human. Always respecting isolation and social distancing, we have technology today that allows us to do that. Either by phone, by Skype, by Zoom, talk to someone who can listen to you. If you are in isolation with someone, perhaps a partner, even your child, hug. Like, don't make fun, it's true. When you hug, or even when you have sex, you're releasing hormones in your body that will counteract the stress hormone that it is cortisol, for an example. It will offset it and make you feel better right away. So hug your kids and have sexual pleasure. (laughs) And the last solution is journaling. Grab a blank piece of paper and a pen and dump on your paper all your fears. Each one of us will have different fears. I explained that at the beginning of the podcast based on our past experience and our perspective on life. Dump them on a piece of paper, let them write them all out, then put the pen down and reread yourself. Do those fears make sense? Will they happen? right? Is it just your brain freaking out, trying to keep you safe? Or it's actually, yeah, it can happen. Then instead of focusing on fearing, move into action plan. Okay. If X happen, what will I do? Make a plan. If Y will happen, what will I do? Create a plan for all your fear. This is something that is thought in sports psychology, for an example. Right. If you look at the swimmer, Michael Phelps, and um, they asked him what he was doing to prepare for all this competition, he actually was looking at the worst thing that could happen in each competition and coming up with a plan. And by doing that, he was no longer worried because he had a plan for everything. That's part of the reason why he achieved so much. So what if you were doing that, right? What if you plan for everything that you fear the worst and how you would deal with it? That will reduce your load. So let me recap those five free solutions. Move from judgment to curiosity in regards to your eating behavior. Ask yourself, what do I feel? What do I need? Go for a walk. Do the breathing exercise that I taught you at the beginning, connect with other human beings, respecting social distancing, and then journal your fear and find a solution or an action plan for each one of them. Now I want to offer you another solution. This one is behind a paid gateway, 
right? So it's a program that I run, the Intuitive Eating Project. I was planning to run it in April, right after Easter, but met with my team this morning before recording this podcast, and we created a solution for you to come to the Intuitive Eating Project right away and get supported by me. The Intuitive Eating Project is a self-study program typically, but a couple times a year, I run it with me as the instructor leading you through it with more support, more coaching calls, more FaceTime with me. So if that can be of service for you, having this instructor-led intuitive eating project, we'll talk about emotional eating, we'll talk about curiosity and judgment and all these things that can help you with the eating behavior, um, I would welcome you right away. So we've opened the gateway as of March the 18th. I'm looking tomorrow's date, March the 18th. You'll be able to register for it. I'm going to give you a coupon, okay, to get $50 off to help you financially. So the coupon is PEACE50, P-E-A-C-E-5-0, all in one word. When you put that in to the registration form, you'll get $50 off, and that coupon will keep going till April the 14, 2020. If you are someone that is in a financial crisis and you need help, okay, financially, this is where we as a community will help each other, okay? For those of you who have no financial scarcity right now, pay the price, the 147. And then for those that are not, then I can then be able to help individually. So if you're someone in a financial crisis, email us at info at and I will handle this request one-on-one with you and see how I can help you. If many of you can pay for this, it will allow me to help people who can't pay right now. Now, if you're in a self-harm situation, if you're struggling with an eating disorder that's active right now, this is not the program for you. This is where you need to go to the hotline number and work with an eating disorder therapist. This program is not meant for active eating disorder. I'm looking forward to working with a lot of you. We are going to format the program differently to give you quick solution as you come in. Um, And then we'll go through the entire program together starting April the 17th. This program has also been, as of this morning, I just received an email from uh, Intuitive Eating Professional and Evelyn Triboli. This program is now, uh, through me, certified as uh, Intuitive Eating by Evelyn Triboli and Ellis Roche. So you'll see the logo um, certifying this program. So if you're someone who's been working through the intuitive eating workbook and you need support, this program is the place for you where you can come work through the intuitive eating workbook alongside to the videos and the the stuff that I have behind this paid gateways to get support as well. So this is it, lady. Can we all take a deep breath together? I hope this is loaded with tools and resources for you. Um, If I missed anything, please feel free to reach out to me. But I think this is um, 
going to help many. Share this episode with other women in your life that need this information right now. As far as the next episode is concerned, <laughs> I would like to tell you what it will be about. I have no idea. It will evolve as the circumstance surrounding what we're currently experiencing around the coronavirus, so COVID-19, will evolve. If we need to do another episode around this topic, we will. If not, we'll move on with our regular agenda. I love you, sister, and I'm looking forward to hang out with you again in the next episode.